0: Welcome to the ID Talk Podcast. My name is Peter Counter and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Fine Biometrics, where we are celebrating our 17th annual year in review. Throughout January on ID Talk, we will be interviewing biometrics and identity leaders about the major milestones, not just of the year, but of the previous decade. That's why in this latest episode, I am excited to present an interview with a longtime leader in the biometrics and converged identity space. BioConnect. BioConnect is a provider of an enterprise biometric authentication and security platform that establishes stronger trust in verifying a person's identity across physical, IoT, and digital applications, protecting people, data, and IP. Fine Biometrics Vice President of Digital Content Susan Sover sat down with BioConnect Chairman, CEO, and Founder Rob Douglas, as well as the company's CTO and CISO, Courtney Gibson, and they spoke about the state of authentication as we enter a new decade of identity. The discussion begins on the topic of major 2019 milestones for BioConnect and the company's pioneering success in unifying the digital and physical person. The three delve into Bioconnect's unique ability to provide unified identity without the need for ripping and replacing older access systems, and they go on to discuss how the company fits into the contemporary identity landscape as regulations come to what many once called the Wild West. All of that and more is in the interview ahead, so without further ado, it is my pleasure to present Susan Stover in conversation with Bioconnect's Rob Douglas and Courtney Gibson on the ID Talk podcast.
1: Welcome to ID Talk. I'm Susan Stover, VP of Digital Content for Fine Biometrics and Mobile ID World. And today I'm joined by Rob Douglas, BioConnect founder, chairman and CEO, and Courtney Gibson, CTO and CISO. Thanks for joining me today.
0: Thanks for having
2: me. Pleasure, Susan.
1: Right, so this is part of our year in review coverage where we are looking at the past year and what trends we've seen. Um, So Rob, looking back on 2019, how has the past year been for BioConnect?
2: Really three things come to mind when I think of the last 12 months. The first is, and probably the most uh, part that we're most proud of, is one of our banking customers just recently received a Global Award for Innovation in the area of treasury services where they uh, in fact they're receiving the recognition in New York City uh, two days from now um, and uh, which I guess is the uh, 12th of uh, December and the recognition is uh, seven banks around the world received innovation awards from a Boston consulting company that focuses on treasury services and the BioConnect multimodal um, uh, platform is the underpinning of their Re, uh, complete renovation or uh, re, uh, renewal of their um, authentication. So their their customers are used to using RSA tokens, and now that is being replaced by the multimodal authentication of BioConnect. So we're most proud of the fact that one of our banking customers received this prestigious award. I think the second thing is, is that in 2019, BioConnect was able to finally break the back of how to bring unification Of the digital and the physical person inside the enterprise. This has been one of these industry challenges that have gone on for, you know, I'd say probably 15 years. And to be able to see us be able to find a way to solve this problem is, uh, uh, you know, we're really pleased about. And I guess third is that we continue to be in a market that is expanding and growing. Our company continues to grow, and we feel very blessed that we're in an industry where uh, many of our competitors are also equally growing.
1: Well, it, it has been an exciting year for for BioConnect, obviously, just even from what we've covered from you. So we're really excited to see what, what you have in store for next year as well. Um, so uh, BioConnect's latest solution, the unified mobile access, makes good on the promise of converged physical and digital security. What makes the mobile device such an ideal channel to marry these two traditionally separate security environments?
2: Well, the fascinating thing is that everybody in physical access since the mobile device really has come on online as a potential solution or credential for accessing doors has been building proprietary mobile access solutions. Everybody's doing that. And mm-hmm. the challenge with that is that you have to rip and replace in order to take advantage of a mobile credential, you actually have to replace hardware at the door in some case, some cases replace wiring. And so this means that adoption is going to be much slower because the Investments required, and then the time to actually get to the value of the mobile solution is much longer. So, what BioConnect has done, we sort of backed into this about a year ago because we were going down the same path, but we found a way where you can take advantage of all of your existing infrastructure, including all of those hundreds of millions of cards that are out there, and be able to have an authentication experience where we're taking the digital authenticators from companies like Duo and Microsoft and Okta and ping identity and bring that authentication to the mobile device to the door without replacing anything in the existing infrastructure. And so this we think is fascinating where we can now unify the identity of the person digitally and physically, and we can do it very inexpensively. And we can also do it very rapidly to light up one of these doors with this solution can be done in 20 minutes. And so it's a very uh, simple, its elegance, I, count, I believe, comes from its simplicity of how we can bring multi-factor authentication to door systems using IT-based best practices of multi-factor authentication.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's where Bioconnect really has the advantage is just the simplicity of the solution and really looking at what's needed in the market. So it, it, is, it is quite a simple and elegant solution, like you mentioned. If
2: I could add just one other comment is that yeah. I think the other thing that makes it simple is that uh, BioConnect is really a software platform that has been built over the last now nine years, and we're plugged into 80% of the top access control systems globally, which also makes this therefore simple. So now you, we've got the plug plug into the existing access control world, and now comes along these multi-factor authenticators, and it, that's part of what makes it simple for people to be able to light up their doors and bring multi-factor authentication to the door system.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, Courtney, how important is flexibility and customization from a customer standpoint? And how do you balance that demand for optimal user experience with the high levels of security required in today's security landscape?
3: No, that's a good question, and I I think that level flexibility and customization i think is absolutely key when you're bringing these products to market the the reality is that people don't adopt what they can't use and our focus really is to build solutions using the tools that people are already using today Mm -hmm. Um, there are so many friction points when you try to adopt new technology on the digital side you have to deal with new software deployment user training device compatibility um, on the physical side, as, as Rob mentioned, replacing technology is expensive. Physical access systems tend to evolve at the speed of the buildings that they're installed into and uh, ripping and replacing technology is it's just its a massive expensive undertaking and you then need to train users. Um, we want your identity to move across environments between physical and digital and we think your existing security tools should be able to move across those environments as well. Um, and our focus is really to let users use the tools they're using today in order to create higher security environments for the people and places and spaces that our, that our customers do business. Um, so we've really developed a pathway towards moving towards higher security, um, using existing tools, and we believe we can create an environment where the security you receive is really greater than the sum of the parts of these incumbent solutions that you're already using. So we wanna take cards that people are using today, software tools that people are using today, um, Mm. and and create higher security out of those. Um, And the ability to go in with with a solution that can take advantage of that existing ecosystem um, really gets you out to your end users faster, lets you get through your internal compliance processes faster, um, and we can bring the best of the digital world and the physical security world um, together, quite, uh, to create seamless solutions for our users.
1: Well, I mean, last year at Money 2020 USA, I heard somebody say that friction was the new F word, uh, yes. and I've really gotten that out of my head, like stub my toe or something, and it's like friction. <laughs> um, but it really is an issue, and uh, you know, it needs to be addressed by these kinds of solutions.
0: Organizations need to look at security from a holistic standpoint there should not be sharp divisions between digital and physical security measures. Both need to work together to protect valuable data and infrastructure from being exposed. The future of physical security is here. BioConnect brings two-factor mobile authentication to physical spaces, including doors, data centers, network closets, and data rooms. Users simply walk up, tap their access card, complete a step-up authentication on their mobile device, and gain access. The low-cost retrofit solution can be installed in under 30 minutes and works on a smart, rules-based policy to help organizations meet privacy, security, and compliance policies and regulations. Keep your organization and its facilities secure. To learn more, visit bioconnect.com slash unified-access. And now, back to the podcast. So for a
1: long time Identity and biometrics were referred to as, as the Wild West, but regulations and standards are emerging and a forward thinking access solution has to be ready for compliance. Um, what measures have you taken to ensure compliance with new and established data security and encryption standards?
3: Yeah, and I think you know, more than just being ready for, I, I think it needs to, uh, I think compliance and security go go hand in hand in terms of uh, you know, how you need to build solutions. Uh, you know whether it's GDPR in Europe, uh, we've been watching uh, BIPA in, in Illinois, you know, IPA in California. I think Washington's uh, stepping in shortly with their own updates. It's uh, across the board. There is a real resonance across these pieces of legislation to say, you know, my my identity is private, uh, and as an end user, um, I need to be able to have some control over that. And you know, BioConnects approach is is to really embrace that and say, look, you know, your, your workplace, you know, doesn't need access, uh, you know, to the fingerprints that are on your mobile device. You know, Bioconnect doesn't need access to our customers' card numbers. We've really uh, gone to great pains in our technology to create layers that are privacy preserving for our end users, for our customers, and for ourselves to ensure that information, uh, is retained where it uh, where it needs to be to provide service, but also protect the users of the systems. Um, mm-hmm. So we have we've developed a number of cryptographic techniques. We've uh, got a couple of patents coming out in this area that um, use um, secure hashing, secure key exchange. Uh, we're creating a secure anonymous token um, that allows those various layers of end users, customers, ourselves as a service provider to be able to do the job that we need to do, provide the security we need to provide, but without um, leaking PII across those barriers, um, information stays where it needs to stay uh, and we can still provide security guarantees around how we're providing service on top of that ecosystem. And for us, that uh, that was critical. I think, you know, years ago companies would approach problems and you know uh, put the product features in and sort of uh, put in security as an afterthought but uh, mm-hmm. i think you know as an industry we, we uh, need to and have moved well beyond those days uh, and i think to uh, to be credible in this space you, you need to be thinking of those and addressing those problems right from the start in product design
1: so just a to- open up this question to to both of you. Um, Why create this new mobile authentication for physical access solution? What gaps did you see in the market and who is the solution for?
2: Why don't I take our first crack at it and then Courtney can as well is that so, you know, why we've done it is that the the difficulty is, is that we've got these incredibly advanced software systems that are called access control manufacturing systems and they are controlling the buildings and inside the buildings around the world. And the weakest link in the chain is the piece of plastic that the user is using to present to a door. So we're looking for security and identity and we have exactly none of that. So using an HID card or a MyFair card to present to a door is doing nothing to bond identity. So when you've got everybody now ubiquitously using mobile devices, how can you use a mobile device to increase the trust and the certainty of identity? And at the same time, continue to be able to use those cards because they're not going to go away anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why we focus on it. The biggest gap we see is anywhere in the enterprise of any industry, truthfully, although regulated industries are more more susceptible to this than, than non-regulated, but every industry or every organization is looking for ways to improve its overall security uh, of physical access.
1: And an example
2: of this would be is people are now wanting to protect even data um, server cabinets. So we've got 30 million server cabinets out there. And even while we're doing this uh, conversation, data is being produced at a massive rate and it is being stored in servers inside of server cabinets. Well, it turns out that pretty much the whole world today still is using a key to get access to that server cabinet. And so... There's just a vulnerability sitting there where people are looking for higher levels of authentication just even to get into server cabinets or into data centers or into co-location facilities or protecting your IP or protecting your people. So the use cases are, um, are quite extensive. And what we've observed is the data center, co-location, server cabinet, uh, compliance type uh, applications are very strong fits for the type of uh, world that we're, we're living in.
1: Mm-hmm. And Courtney, did you have something to add to that?
2: No, I, I agree
3: with, with what Rob said. I think you know, doors traditionally have lacked an authentication layer. These white plastic cards you know, don't provide an assurance that the person who's presenting the card is really the person who should be walking through the door. And uh, to Rob's point as well, scale is, has proven a challenge to moving beyond keys in a lot of critical infrastructure spaces. Um, it's uh, the flexibility of being able to bring mobile phones into the equation means that you can advance the line in the sand with security much more rapidly than certainly with mechanical locks and 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 often with uh, with some of the other biometric solutions. Um, and it allows us to bring the uh, our approach to the solution has allowed us to bring the expense down as well. Um, our, our approach was really is to attack this problem with hardware we can give away uh, and focus on providing security through the software solution that can bridge these tool sets that, uh, uh, that we can bring in. And I think the combination of scaling ability, uh, using mobile devices and cloud securely um, with the cost approach that we're, uh, we're taking on, I think uh, is going to allow us to really rapidly move ahead in terms of uh,
0: security we can offer our customers. Organizations need to look at security from a holistic standpoint. There should not be sharp divisions between digital and physical security measures. Both need to work together to protect valuable data and infrastructure from being exposed. The future of physical security is here. BioConnect brings two-factor mobile authentication to physical spaces, including doors, data centers, network closets, and data rooms. Users simply walk up, tap their access card, complete a step-up authentication on their mobile device, and gain access. The low-cost retrofit solution can be installed in under 30 minutes and works on a smart rules-based policy to help organizations meet privacy, security, and compliance policies and regulations. Keep your organization and its facilities secure. To learn more, visit bioconnect.com/unified-access. And now, back to the podcast.
1: How do you see this new security paradigm evolving in your respective markets over the next five years? What's next for identity and security in your field?
2: We see three areas. Uh, The first area is data. Uh, There's massive amounts of data, in particular around physical access and connecting it to digital access. And so being able to predict how people are going to conduct themselves through facilities, you can actually build, and BioConnect is uh, building a model, that actually can build templates based on the way you're interacting through a facility. So data is one. I think the second one is really automation. We, we see out into the future that, in particular on the physical security side, mm. is that organizations are going to want to find a way to get humans out of having to deal with just the operational aspects of security. So a great deal of emphasis will be on is how to automate These experiences for both the users and for the uh, security professionals who are managing the uh, their physical security locations. And I would say the third element that we see is that is really what we think of as called an identity utility. We see a future where identity is provided as a service. Uh, We see companies like BioConnect that are building uh, these platforms that will be able to be used as identity utilities. Are all ways to be able to have a frictionless highly secure, highly trusted, unified way of how I can authenticate a user, both digitally and physically. And I'll give you a perfect example of this right now. There was not long ago, uh, one of the ride sharing companies was um, a country in Europe, uh, took exception to their practices because the issue they're having is how do I confirm the identity of the authorized driver of the ride sharing company? tie that to the vehicle which is a like a physical thing so a digital person to a physical thing so that the uh the uh, the person who's entering into that ride sharing vehicle is connected to the right person who should be driving the vehicle
1: mm-hmm. and in
2: their particular case they were able to gain the system they were using the uh, on device uh, biometrics which are not bound to the person and they were allowing you know in essence multiple drivers to operate the same mobile device and pretend to be the same person and that's a that's a security issue so Mm -hmm. that's just a one example of how the future of identity utilities will be able to really cut through uh sort of the the uh, gamesmanship that is still possible to bring higher levels of trust to both physical and digital authentication
3: i i think from i think from my side I, i i I see the same trends. I think, to your point, Susan, I think uh, friction being the uh, is the target that we're all uh, going after at the moment in terms of eliminating it. Um, I, I think it's it's around reducing friction in in getting people through transactions. Uh, to Rob's point, you know, passive passive biometrics over active biometrics, I think, are a trend that's going to continue to evolve over the next few years. Um, I think eliminating friction and data movement and eliminating data islands in terms of connecting physical and digital systems and allowing us to pull in a more holistic view of people and environments and transactions they're conducting, I think removing friction from that process is, uh, is something that's certainly going to be a trend over the next five years. Um, removing the friction of proprietary protocols i think there are still a lot of systems that have uh, legacy protocols that don't interoperate well that's um, something that we have spent a lot of time building technology to overcome and bridge Um, i think the continued movement towards standard-based protocols and getting friction out of interoperability is something which is certainly going to be um, a key focus in the next five years And, and i think all of this evolves within the context of the digital economy and the sharing economy where more and more of our business our shopping our activities are going to be conducted online where we're not meeting face to face and the ability to establish trust and identity uh, not just within you know, uh, not just within Offices, but uh, you know, but across uh, digital transactions and across uh, places and, and different types of transactions uh, is going to certainly uh, uh, be coming up as a as a major uh, mover of how we think about identity and trust in the next uh, next five years as well.
1: Well, I mean, it's the end of a decade in biometrics and, and identity, and it's going to be really exciting to see what's next after the last ten years of of development. So. Uh, we're really looking forward to, to seeing what Bioconnect has in store. It's always lovely to, to speak with you both. And uh, thanks again for joining, joining us today on ID Talk.
0: Our pleasure having Thank us. Too. Thank you very much. And so concludes Susan Stover's conversation with Bioconnect's Rob Douglas and Courtney Gibson. To learn more about the future of physical and digital security and other topics discussed in this episode of ID Talk, visit bioconnect.com. And be sure to visit findbiometrics.com to read our year in review featured coverage in which our expert editorial team is analyzing the intriguing results from our recently completed year in review survey. Again, I want to thank BioConnect CEO Rob Douglas and BioConnect CTO and CISO Courtney Gibson for their time and expertise on this episode. Today's interview, again, was conducted by Susan Stover. Our podcast theme music is by Logamrod. I have been your host, Peter Counter. Thank you for listening to the ID Talk podcast.